Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. Every day I get to help women rise and find their own healing despite their circumstances. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. If you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me on my former podcast where there are four years of golden content, all for free at your fingertips. All right, let's do this. Why you don't attract the wrong men, but you accept the wrong men. And I have an expert dating coach with us today to help us unravel that a little bit and help us understand how we can be dating in a more, hopefully a beautiful way and, and end up like Evan, who I have here, who you started when you were 31 as a dating coach and you are now 51, you said? That's correct. So you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you I like to think I've, that's probably up to your audience, but uh, I like to think I do know what I'm doing. Like we all do at our jobs. Yeah. So tell me a little bit of how you got started. This is a, a little more unlikely of a job for a man to coach women in dating. Um, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a writer. Um, there are like psychologists who decide to write books and there's people who are divorced who decide that they're going to hang out their shingle and talk about their relationships. I'm a Hollywood screenwriter who came out when I was 24 to LA to try to make people laugh and try to write for friends. And I had agents and managers and I was in Project Greenlight with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And I finished third out of 7,500 scripts and I did everything except make money. And so <laughs> I turned 30, I was like, I, I, I can't do this forever. I don't want to be the 40 year old guy who's shopping his script around town. So I had to pivot and I didn't know what I was going to pivot to. So I took like the GREs and I went to film school. So I was like, ah, maybe I'll be a professor. It's the only thing I know how to do is to write. And while I was there to pay the bills, I got a job answering phones at an online dating company. Okay. And when you do customer service and online dating, you see a lot. <laughs> and I realized that all the people I was talking to, I was using the same sites. This is back 2001. I was using online dating and I was having fun at it. Everybody else I was talking to hated it. And so I said, well, what do I know that they don't? And I wrote a book about online dating in 2003 called, I Can't Believe I'm Buying This Book, A Common <laughs> Sense Guide to Successful Internet Dating. Yes. And this is early, right? This is a long time ago. And it happened to coincide with the mainstreaming of online dating. Literally, August of 2003, the New York Times Magazine, Jennifer Egan, who's now a Pulitzer Prize winner, wrote a feature piece on online dating, like legitimizing it as a thing. And I was just for once in my life, the right guy in the right place at the right time. So I didn't really do anything. I was finishing up film school and I had two choices. Like I could be a professor at University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, if I got lucky, or I could like quit and go be the dating guy. And so I became the dating guy, dropped out, supported my book, started writing people's dating profiles. Cause again, I was a writer mm -hmm. and then Dating profiles led to dating coaching, led to relationship coaching. Uh, and then at a certain point, I realized 80% of my clients were women. I didn't ask for that. It's just what happened. Men need help. Women are the ones who ask for it. Yes. And so I became a dating coach for 
smart, strong, successful women, kind of rebranded in 2010. And um, now I, that's that's all I do is I, I focus on helping really impressive women who, who have everything but the guy make better dating and relationship choices through a course called Love You. And that's my story. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And that's um, sometimes the best way to fall into a job is you're right there doing it yourself and seeing success and want to share that with other people. So I love it. And it is interesting because I entered online dating uh, two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking back when you started, like, that is weird. You know, if people are getting married after they've met on a dating app, that's, you know, that's so strange. And then, you know, in 2021, it's actually, that's how everyone's <laughs> figuring uh, out. That I'm actually surprised that the numbers, so, the 40% of marriages start online now, and I'm surprised it's not higher. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you are this expert who's been in this for so long and understand it and can help so many people. Um, I follow you on social media and have... And, um, so if, before we even start, go follow him, go follow Evan, I'll put his information in the show notes. So you can just click it right now. Real Evan Mark Katz on Instagram, <laughs> but uh, listen, I'm just really grateful to be here. I think we're going to have a great conversation and, um, it, it's kind of endless, the kind of stuff we can cover. It's <laughs> just, what do we choose to cover today? Yeah. So, uh, you know, certainly the floor is yours. What would you like to talk about? Yeah. Well, I would love to talk about a question or a statement that I hear a lot from my girlfriends and um, the the women who get to be a part of my audience and are dating. And they're right. saying, I'm, I'm dating. I think I meet a great guy. And then turns out I'm, I'm attracting all these, the, the wrong guys. What am I doing wrong? Um, I heard um, a beautiful friend yesterday say like, do I need to just hire someone who's just going to tell me what to do? And the answer you know. to that is yes. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's, let, let's start with that. And let's start with just the idea that beliefs are really powerful, right? I'm not a, I'm not a law of attraction guy. I'm not a universe guy. I'm not going to get into anything. I no you know, no qualms with anybody who does believe like that, but I'm very practical and tangible. So let's, instead of looking at it as what did I do wrong? And this is, again, this is why I coach women, not because I would not love to wave a magic wand over men and change them. I would. But women will have a breakup with a guy and she's going to say, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. And what is the guy going to say? Chicks are crazy, man. Yeah. Right? Like women take on this blame for what did I do wrong that he turned out to be a shithead? Amen. <laughs> I was that girl. <laughs> right. So we need to reframe that belief system of what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. You did not attract him. You are not a magnet. Oh, narcissists just come and stick to me against my will. How does this keep happening to me? Yeah. You have agency over your life. I think it's more accurate to say you are attracted to emotionally unavailable men, charismatic narcissists. <laughs> You might be attracted to, but you are not attracting them like a citronella candle and a mosquito. Yes. It feels, sometimes it feels familiar. I got that, I got that <laughs> metaphor backwards. So let me take that back. Okay. A moth to a light is better. A moth to a light. So, so, the, so the truth is, if we can establish, right, a baseline for reality, the, the reality that we all occupy, 
if I were to validate your horrible experiences with men, and that's half of my job, unfortunately, <laughs> what's, let's say 90% of men are incapable of being the man you need him to be to be a long-term partner for the next four years, right? And again, I don't mean to throw all men under the bus. I'm not throwing all men under the bus. I'm saying there's lots of decent guys who are hardworking and intelligent and love their kids and they're shitty partners. They could simultaneously be true. Mm -hmm. So let's just say, make up number, 90% of men are incapable. So your job as a woman is not to wave your finger. Why are men? No, your job is to identify these men in the first five, six weeks of dating and then push them away and focus on the 10%. If you invest in the 90%, then you're not going to be terribly surprised that in a year and a half, that guy is still incapable. Mm -hmm. We make bad decisions at the beginning and they lead to long-term heartbreak. I've talked to hundreds, thousands of women about their divorces. And I'll say, when did you know something was wrong in your relationship? Mm. Three, Don't ask three me. Three, Don't three ask me. The first three week. months in, like shit like that. Three months in, My I knew that he didn't listen to me. He made me feel mm. small and insignificant. And the inertia and the love and the chemistry. And the next thing you know, you're married with two kids and you're like, I can't get out of this relationship. No. So I just ask people to listen to their feelings at the beginning of the relationship so we don't make big decisions that we can't turn back later. So that's that's my whole business model is stopping women from choosing the wrong men up front because most men are the wrong men. Uh, yeah, that hits, Evan, because, um, yeah, I was married 21 years and I knew my honeymoon that that I'd made a a, a choice that may hurt me in the long run. Sorry. And yeah, and I did feel um, stuck a lot. And we did a lot of good work together and we did a lot of healing together and it just didn't work out in the end. And I would never take anybody's agency or decisions away. Nobody regrets having their kids. Like, no. like it's if you were to start all over, knowing mm. what you know now, you wouldn't have married him. You would have exited probably earlier in the relationship before you got married picking up on the signs that there were communication issues or character issues or whatever it was. And you would have saved yourself and you could have spent the last 20 years with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you can't turn back the clock. No, so no, no. The no. question is, what do we do now? Yes. Okay. So yeah. how do we avoid what I did, you know, 24 years ago, 25 years ago, how do we avoid being attracted to the men that will hurt us. And I mean, love is hurt, right? We're going to get hurt at some point, but in the big hurts. <laughs> love can be, but it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. So then we just go back to these beliefs. I come from a family where my parents were together forever, right? I have marriage for 15 years now where I get to stand on my soapbox and be like, no guys, when you marry well, it's actually pretty amazing. So we could associate love with pain because love has always equaled pain in the past, mm -hmm. but that association will only lead us to bad outcomes, right? Anything, if you think something is doomed, it'll probably be doomed. Mm -hmm. If you think there's a chance to, to have something special, you could have something special. We, wherever we set our mind is where the limits are. So again, I'm not interested in victim blaming for all, yeah. all the women who've been you know, hurt by men. It, it is... What are we going to do to make different choices right now? Last night, 
at a, a coaching call uh, in, in Love You. And there was a woman who was telling me about the guy she was seeing. And the guy she's seeing is, for a month or two, is talking about moving to New York for a great job, job opportunity. And she wants to know what she can do to make it work. And the answer is, there's nothing she can do to make it work because it's not up to her. She mm. chose a guy who's got one foot out the door and she's trying to fuse this together. Mm. Maybe if we make a good enough connection before January when he leaves, I can figure out how to make this long distance thing work. And then someone has to pick up and move to the other person's city. Mm. You know what's a lot easier? Not dating a guy who's about to leave. Yeah. So most of the, if we establish that most decisions, most, most red flags are available to us in the first five, six weeks of dating. Right? I, I did one viral TikTok video. Like I'm not a tick, I'm 50. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not big on TikTok, but I did one video that got passed around for like wildfire mm -hmm. before I got kicked off of TikTok for some inexplicable reason, but it had been seen by like millions of people. And the video was just this. Here's all the men to avoid. It was like a you know, 30 second thing. Yeah. Recently separated, recently divorced. Don't know what they're looking for. Never wants to get married. Never wants to have kids if you want to have kids. You're too good for me. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not in a good place right now. In between jobs, midlife crisis crisis, fighting with the crazy ex-wife, addiction, right? Long distance. These are things that are right there on the surface. You don't have to prod. You don't have to interview him on date one. He'll tell you. He'll literally tell you in the first few dates. And then you could say, best of luck. I hope you find what you're looking for. So when we say we're attracted Two, it's accurate. We always have choices. Mm -hmm. It takes willpower to avoid making predictable bad choices. And I liken this, whether it's fair or not, to weight loss. I was looking at your super toned arms. <laughs> You're someone mm -hmm. who clearly puts some thought into your body, right? I could and do enjoy a good salad, but boy, do I like <laughs> steak and ice cream. So. Any meal, any dinner, we have a choice, steak and ice cream or salad. If we choose steak and ice cream every time, there's only so much we can complain. I can't believe I'm not losing weight. Yeah. If you keep on choosing to take a chance on an, a busy, emotionally unavailable man who's selfish and thinks he's the sun and you're a planet revolving around his needs... If you keep choosing that man because I can't help what I'm attracted to, there's no amount of dating coaching that's going to fix it. How does that land for you? Yeah, it's well, it's funny. I, I think of who I'm dating right now, who is, I feel like the 10%. I feel very grateful and, and lucky. But it was funny because our first month of dating, he said, this is this is the, my red flag. This is what has ruined every relationship for me. And it, it has always been this little oomph in our relationship, but it's also something that I've been working on for years and it, I handle it different and it's not a, a, a 
red flag, I guess, in our relationship. What is it? His, his lateness. When he's late. I, I, I married one. It's 15, <laughs> 15 years. My, 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 my in-laws told me, you're going to have to get used to Bridget time. <laughs> and I was like, really? Like, there's no negotiating this? There's no negotiating yeah, this. Yeah, it's more of like, I really understand how his brain works and his, yeah. And, and it's been great, but it just makes me laugh because he's like, I told you the first month we were dating. Yeah. And that's the hard part. It's not, it, we could, we could, we could, we could spin it around and hold it up to light and be like, well, clearly this means he's disrespectful of my time and exactly. different values. And it, it literally has nothing to do with you. It isn't. And now, you know, I got to go along in car rides with him and watch him as he's on his way to work and say, oh, here's my friend. Let's stop and say hi and go, no, what? You don't have time. <laughs> but he always has time. And and I love him for it. And I also just laugh like we, our brains don't work the same. Right. So there's a thing <laughs> that there's a thing we say and love you all the time about people's flaws and the compromises and trade-offs one has, has to make to find love. And I want to get into this if you choose to get into sure. this. But I always assume, and I want your listeners to assume, male, male or female, that the person you're dating is not going to change at all. Yeah. Right. They're not your project. Oh, he'd be so great if he were a different person. <laughs> Let's assume <laughs> this is it. This is, we're, we're, we're bronzing this guy right now for the next 40 years. Yeah. Could you do this forever if nothing changes? And if the answer is yes, keep going. If yeah. the answer is no, get out. Don't work on him. Don't assume he's going to change. Don't assume you're going to capture the magic of the first six weeks you were dating. Like this is the real him, the one who's here now. Yeah. And the problem is people have a lot of wishful thinking about people living up to their potential, the yes. fantasy of who he could be instead of who is he? How do you know who he is? How do you feel? Mm -hmm. Listen to your emotions. It is remarkable to me as just some stupid guy, how the sensitive, more you know, intuitive sex buries their emotions. Yeah. buries it and stays in 20-year relationships where they don't feel safe, heard, and understood. Mm. Evan, this is my work. <laughs> You're dipping it too. Women who've lost their voice lose, don't use their voice. And, and that was me. And to use it now in a relationship with someone who respects me and, and listens and, and we don't make changes for each other. I definitely believe in that but we can definitely step into uh, adjusting and, 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 and helping each other understand each other, which I think has been very different for me in a relationship. No, knowing that exists after what you yes. have before. And this is the whole point. This is my job. Your job is to mm -hmm. let people know this is possible. If you've always chosen men who think, you expressing your feelings is a, is a sign of disrespect or anger, and this is going to blow mm -hmm. up into a big fight and a silent treatment. That's really tiring. Mm -hmm. So my north thing again, I'm quoting myself. It's awkward. <laughs> like, <laughs> go for it. My north it star is good relationships are easy if it takes a lot of work. Get out. And people who've had relationships that are all work almost can't even believe that relationships could be easy. Yeah, but every happily. Me. Every happily married couple I know, they're like, yeah, it's yes. actually like 95% easier than 5%. Why are you always late? That's it. Yes. yes. 
Oh, this is great, Evan. It's it's giving me some good perspective of um of where we are. And um we had a fun, funny morning. So it's a good timing for us. Good. Um okay, so how <laughs> so we want to avoid, so we're gonna listen to the red flags first date, first couple dates, and we're going to choose. We always have choices to back off if it's something that we know we cannot fix and we cannot change and we're not looking for potential. I'm again, I'm giving it all away today. You're the CEO. Men are interns applying for a job. Mm. If he has a good resume and looks cute in a suit, that's nice. (laughs) Nobody gets to keep a job in the corner office with tenure because he has a good resume and looks cute in a suit. Yeah. No one gets to keep their job. How do interns get the job? You come in early, you stay late, you kiss ass to the boss. <laughs> so if you view yourself as the CEO instead of the intern, it's a complete power shift. It's literally all I do with my clients is like, hey, you've been the intern waiting on men to choose you, mm-hmm. trying to bend over backwards to please them. No, you're the CEO. They have to please you. Yeah. And if you're not pleased, right, after maybe he was good in the first month. And then and I had a client like this. 72 years old, right? One bad 14-year marriage, petrified of online dating, threw herself into her career, retired and was like, I'm really lonely. Mm. So she reaches out to me, we get her online, gets a boyfriend, six weeks in, he's doing everything right. He's talking about marriage, da 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 Week seven, he starts to act like an asshole. Mm. Like, what happened to the guy? I said, it doesn't matter what happened to the guy. This is the guy. Mm. Old her would have stuck it out. New her was like, you're fired. You're fired. Something that would have taken six years, she got rid of him in six weeks. Yeah, which is hard. That's what coaching's for. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy to lapse back into those old patterns. Mm -hmm. I'm going to contort myself. I'm going to make this work. He's the last man on earth. It's hard to find a good one. So I'm going to try. And it just shouldn't be that hard. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So I have a question for you about the online dating world, because I love to look at people's dating profiles and I love to see what's out there. Like what are you, what is the competition? Right. And, and I do look at it when you say um, we go from the, like, please choose me to you're competing with me and my time. Like, I love being alone. I love my life that I have created. And so is it, I hear this a lot from women. Is it worth it to go on a date with this guy for a first date? Like, I love my one night a week that I get without parenting and work and stuff. And so um, how, how- I already love this question. I just want you to get to the finish line. I'm really excited. I I just, I want these women who are in this CEO position and they're, they're not wanting to just go out with anyone. Um, how do we weed them out through dating profiles and saying like, how, how are we attracting even just, you know, it's so easy. If you've been on a dating app, you know, it's like, you're just swiping. And some of those guys are not reading anything. They're just looking at photos. Right. There's a lot here. Like I've, this, is, <laughs> this question is an hour long answer. Okay. So I'll do, I'll do my, I'll do my best. Seriously. I mean, my, my course, I've got, you know, it's a 26 week course. Month oh. one is on confidence, meeting men, dating, understanding men, relationships, and commitment. 
We devote like 90 minutes to just the art of online dating. We devote an entire month to dating, right? Between meeting a guy and choosing him as a boyfriend. So there's just mm -hmm. a whole lot here to dive into that's genuinely interesting and important. So per your question, dating apps are doing us wrong. I, I, I'm not going to change the, like, again, I can't change the way things are. Dating apps take old school online dating, match.com, and take away the two good things from it, long written profiles and emails. So now it's turned into the, a, a battle of the shallowest. Yeah. Every man, every woman could sit online, swipe left and right. And what are you basically swiping on? Looks. Yes. And again, attraction is important. But when you're comparing guys side by side, you know who gets left out in the shuffle? Almost everybody. Women swipe right on 90 to 90, left on 90 to 95% of men. Yeah. Right. So then we're choosing from the 5% of the hottest men who have infinite numbers of options. And they're doing the same thing. And then we're wondering, why don't they treat me like a princess? Because <laughs> every woman on the website is throwing themselves at him. Mm. Right. The medium brings out the worst in people. Right. So the, there's, there's systemic problems with the nature of 21st century online dating. It's that we've made it so frictionless that everybody's disposable. And then we complain that people treat us as if we're disposable. Makes sense. Right. So when we're talking about weeding people out from their profile, I don't, this is counterintuitive. I don't think we should be weeding people out from their profile, especially a Bumble profile where there's three words on it. Yeah. Right. I urge, and again, this is of a certain age, and I know this is, again, going against the tide. I'm like a salmon. Right. <laughs> I put all my clients on oldschoolmatch.com. Okay. Not because I have any loyalty towards it. But for people around my age, it's still a viable option. Maybe mm -hmm. if you're 32, it doesn't make much sense. But there's enough guys who are more serious about relationships, and you have so much more information to work with. So if we're frustrated, why is every conversation, hey, what's up? <laughs> well, what is he supposed to write to? There's nothing there. Yeah. So when you're writing a, 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 a conventional dating profile, and I do this for my clients, we actually turn it on its head. Imagine reading a guy's profile. And again, old school profile. Here's who I am. Here's what I'm looking for, Ashlyn. Right? Most guys would give the bio. I'm a nice guy. like to have fun. I like watching college football on Sunday with my guy friends, drinking beer, playing video games, fishing, right? Looking for a cool fit woman to spend time and travel and generic profile. Right? Mm -hmm. Nothing bad inherently yeah. about it there's nothing appealing about it either all right that's because he's telling you who he is in adjectives giving you a list of hobbies mm -hmm. list of cliches and hoping that you respond to one of them right yes. it's generic and women do the exact same thing this is the point it's easy to see when you look at men's profiles how awful they are mm -hmm. all right but women's profiles are for the most part just as awful maybe 10 yeah. percent less awful but it's the same thing so what do we do? We switch it into realizing this is marketing. You're marketing yourself to an audience. Yeah. So if a guy were to be good at marketing, he wouldn't be telling you that he likes playing video games. He would tell you a story about him and his character and what you get out of dating him. Mm. Right? 
So I would encourage anybody who's listening who chooses to take any of this advice, and you don't have to, again, if yeah. you prefer Bumble to Match because you hate Match, I don't care. I have no attachment to it. But if you're going to be on a site and, and say something about yourself, say something about what the person gets out of dating you because nobody does it. So the same guy who's like, I like video games and college football is, I would cut out of work early on Friday to pick up your mom from the hospital after her breast biopsy. You get that? Mm -hmm. Same guy. He just emphasized something different. So we look at our core characteristics. I'm smart. I'm funny. Great. Give me an example mm -hmm. of what he gets out of you being smart and funny. Right. My wife is not smart because she got a minor in math. My wife is smart because she explains the plot of a Midsummer Night's Dream to me because I can't follow Shakespeare. <laughs> My wife is smart because she makes me a color-coded Excel spreadsheet to help me prepare for a fantasy football draft. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> you see how we can take that and apply it to what does he get out of it? Yeah. So imagine everybody was marketing themselves to the reader instead of just providing a list. It's a completely counterintuitive way of doing it and differentiating yourself from everybody online mm. who just thinks that dating is about finding common hobbies when dating has nothing to do with common hobbies. Okay, so... For those who maybe aren't on dating apps or they're feeling like burned out and maybe they don't want to listen to your advice <laughs> in that department, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? They, I don't know. Did you ever get burned out? Did you get burned out on dating app or no? You had fun. I'm kind of, I mean, again, the reason people stumble into different careers, you kind of open the door and see what lurks behind it. Everybody hated online dating and I loved it. <laughs> I just, I was you're good I, at I, it. Didn't, I didn't have the courage to, I, I didn't have the looks or the stature to be the guy who could like attract every woman at a bar, but I was funnier than just about everybody <laughs> in online dating sites. So I, I had a great experience with online dating and I figured out how to make it work for me Okay. for a yeah. guy who's like a six and a half or a seven. <laughs> I could, I could do much better online than I could in real life. And so that's literally what I offer to other people. Yeah, is if you can figure out how to master this medium instead of throwing it aside and hoping to meet your guy in real life, right? Going to yoga classes is not a recipe to meet your husband. It's just not, right? Like that, and you just answered my next question because that's where I feel a lot. Of, you know, when I talk to single gals, they're saying I'm frustrated with the dating apps. I'm just going to turn it off and I'm not going to date and I'm going to start going and, you know, find a new hobby and maybe I'll that's, meet someone. That's fine. It's not a strategy. I don't know what you or your listeners do for a living. I'm a, I'm a small time businessman. Right. And so we'll go back to something you said before. How far are you going to get in life by yourself? And is it going to get you what you want? I would rather curl up with a book than go on a date. Mm -hmm. I understand that. And if you, are okay with being alone for the rest of your life, that's a perfectly viable choice. If you're not being okay being alone for the rest of your life, you're sabotaging yourself. You have to interview interns if you want anybody else to work at the company. Otherwise, you are going to be the one who is the breadwinner and buying the groceries and planning the trips and managing the kids and you're flying solo. So people, and it's not just women, tend to anchor on relationships in a way that's emotionally understandable, but doesn't actually make practical sense in the long run. Here's 
how it works and forgive the hand gestures for a uh, for a, an oral podcast. <laughs> when you've been in bad relationships and you associate relationships with pain and heartbreak and disappointment and anxiety, getting out of a bad relationship is a huge win. I could breathe again, right? Yeah. So down here, the bottom rung is being miserably single or being in a miserable relationship. That's the bottom rung. Mm. So you get out of a bad relationship. Whew, I like my life. I like my friends. I like my pets. I like my freedom. I like my work. Great. And so what are you doing? You're comparing, I like being single better than I like being in a crappy relationship. <laughs> Right. You You're should. right. You're right. <laughs> what are you missing out on? A good relationship. <laughs> so you're comparing this to this. Yeah, it's not instead apples of, to apples. Hey, what's possible? Someone in the world is in love. Someone has someone taking care of them and making them laugh and giving them orgasms and listening to them after a hard day and making dinner reservations and picking up the check. Someone has that. Yeah. If you want it. You have to take you have to take some risk, which means going out with some random guy on a Friday night and seeing if you like him. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I kind of hope that people who are have never been in this online dating world are listening so that they can understand what it's like because it is it's a lot of mind game. And like you said in the beginning, it's letting go of those beliefs because you know, for someone like me who's come from this long relationship that was hard. We did a lot of therapy. We did a lot of work to stay together and then a lot of work to co-parent now. And uh, for me, I just messaged uh, my boyfriend's mom yesterday, thanking her for who he is. And I said, it seems sad that I am so grateful for who he is in this way, because probably a lot of men are this way, but it is it blows my mind that he can be so compassionate and loving when I didn't have that for so long. Right. You, you keep keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And it's not going to. This is who he oh, is. Oh, yeah. It is who he is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, we need to acknowledge both sides of it. Whatever your experience with dating relationships and men that is negative, that has led you to this lack of belief, what's the point? Online mm -hmm. dating sucks. Men are just looking for one thing. They're all selfish narcissists. Like, sure, there's a reason you drew that conclusion. Right. But look at the world. It's obviously not the case. There's 50 million married men. It can't be. They're all looking to screw around forever. Someone's choosing to settle down. Yeah. Right. And, I'm, and there's a subset of those marriages that are actually happy marriages. You know mm -hmm. them. I know them. Yes. The question and is, why, why not you? Exactly. And um, for me, when I started, uh, well, when I was going through my divorce, so not quite dating yet and just moving through that. I remember looking at relationships around me, new friends and old friends and saying, and kind of looking at them and saying, these are, these ones are secure. These ones are, that's great, are healthy. And, and what are they doing that shows me the security? And, and it's one, I have to share, this is a silly example, but it really stood out to me. And, and they're one of the most beautiful couples to me still. But I started through my divorce, I started an adult roller skating class and I met some other girlfriends who I just went on a retreat with uh, this weekend. But I, I saw one of uh, my friend, Elise, uh, 
at the skating rink with her husband. And I noticed that they would skate together around and they were laughing and having fun. And then she would come and skate with me and he would skate by himself and we're having fun. And then he would go and help someone who was struggling and, and she would skate by and smile. And she wasn't scared that he was going to cheat on her. He was, she was, they were both so secure Uh in their relationship that they could be with friends. They could be with, you know, and I just, I remember telling her like, okay, I must be from, I mean, I was from a relationship where I, I was cheated on. So I recognize these things is so beautiful and it's what I wanted and, yeah. it's, and it's what I found and, and my guy even skates. So it's even perfect. You know? <laughs> the cherry on top. Yes. And by the way, you got the order, right? You found the secure guy who you could trust. Yeah. Right. And bonus, he could skate. Most yeah. women are looking for I need a guy who can skate with me and I hope he's faithful. (laughs) So getting the order right, right? We talk about in in my, in my course, what people compromise on tends to be the wrong thing. Mm. We won't compromise on height, weight, age, education, income, religion, politics, hobbies, but we'll compromise on character. Mm. We'll compromise on kindness. We'll compromise on communication. We tend to compromise on the wrong things. And once we could realize, oh, it's about how he treats me. It's about how I feel. Yeah. And who he is on paper is kind of a bonus. That's a, that's a very different way about approaching relationships. And to your point about, about trust, I always say that relationships are full trust or no trust. If you have a partner you can't trust, it defeats the purpose of a relationship. So again, you tell your story. I got a wife whose husband is a dating coach for women. Yeah, I go on retreats and I'm surrounded by with women. Everywhere I go, I'm surrounded by women. My wife and I go to parties. Who do you think is going to have a whole bunch of women surrounding yeah. him at a party asking questions? Like, okay, that's so funny because I that's who I'm dating. I'm dating someone who is, his work is all women. And right. it's a type of job that, my audience, when they realize who he is, they will be shocked that I am with someone like that. But it is the trust. It is a 180 of who I was married to before. And when you and, trust, you don't, you spend yeah. zero time worrying about this. And that trust goes both ways. I've yeah. told a story on my podcast uh, of how my wife was with, went on like a mom's trip, like, you know, like, 45-year-old moms going to Cabo, you know, old friends from like college. And while they were there, they, um, uh, you know, got together with like a bachelor party, right? Some 30-year-old guys getting married and they're all drinking and laughing and having fun. And at the end of the night, the bachelor kissed my wife. Oh, wow. And she's coming. I remember I goes up, upstairs, we're brushing our teeth and she's telling me the story. What do you think my reaction was? How dare... Yeah. You're never going to go <laughs> to Mexico without me again. I don't, I was like, honey, that's amazing. You can attract 30 year old guys. <laughs> that's awesome. She's like, I know, right? That is how you play it. It's not a threat. It was a mark on the bachelor, not on my wife for being kissed yeah. by a guy she was yes. dancing with. So when you understand that none of these things are threats, cause you trust the person mm-hmm. now we view relationships through a different prism. Some people see relationships as the ball and chain. Relationships done right are the ultimate freedom. Go, go to Mexico with your girlfriends. 
go to Vegas for your fantasy football draft. Just go <laughs> have fun. Let me know. Like it's all good. Now you could live your best life anchored by a partner who you trust mm-hmm. and having all the freedom without someone telling you you're doing it wrong. Okay. I want to talk more, but I also want it to end on that because I loved that. And especially for my audience who is rebuilding trust and who is is really trying to not repeat our old patterns, I think that's perfect. And I think ideally what we all want is that freedom and and to not the last thing I want is my partner to go with his friends and family and and talk negatively about his marriage and his relationship. And so that's what I'm working towards is that the secure relationship where we are both feeling trust and happy and freedom and that security of we're in this together and we're a team and partnership and it's not one is better than the other and one is holding us back. I don't want that. It's re- <laughs> it's really counterintuitive. Sometimes when you're at your lowest, right? Post, post breakup, post ghosting, post divorce, something you're feeling really bad about men dating yourself. That's when it's time to, to, to really make a mindset shift and say, you know what? It doesn't have to be this way, right? I need to put myself out there more. I need to trust more. I need to believe in better men, right? And I need to raise my standards on what to expect from men, right? I need to be the CEO who gets a top 10% man. If I keep on accepting the 90%, dating is going to continue to suck. But if I say no to all these men, not my husband, not my husband, not my husband, sorry, one date, three dates, next, 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 and I keep the job open, there's a chance I could find a guy who's a really great long-term fit for this job. If you just pack it in because you're so wounded by dating, you could tell. I can tell you where you're going to be in 10 years. So that's, that's really the challenge is taking this negativity and learning to trust your feelings, Yeah. right? There's so much loss of trust, not just in men, but in your own judgment. Yes. My job is literally to get women to trust their own judgment, to install a better man GPS (laughs) that leads them to their destination. So you could trust yourself on the road instead of saying, you know what? I'm never going to drive again. I love that. Evan, where can they find you? I know you have a podcast. You say you have retreats. You're on Instagram. I've been doing this for a really long time. So I mean, I I I have lots of resources for your resources. I even created something for your listeners for today. Oh, great. Um, if you go to Evan Mark Katz, E-V-A-N-M-A-R-C-K-A-T-Z.com forward slash Ashlyn with two N's. Um, uh, there's a free special report, uh, seven massive mistakes you're making in dating. Um, so you could just, uh, download that it's 25 pages of kind of aha moments of things that you mm-hmm. think you might be doing right, that you might be doing wrong. Um, and that's just a free gift for, for your listeners. Otherwise I'm on every platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I've got my own podcast called the love you podcast. Um, I just launched a new Substack channel. Um, which is a, a newsletter, which is really fun and different and interesting. Uh, it's evanmarkcats.com forward slash Substack, and you could subscribe for free to that. And for people who are really serious, who were moved by something that we might have talked about today, 
you could go to my website and click on love you and fill out an application to get coaching because the hard part about these kind of conversations is that they do light you up in some way and they make you think and you start to ruminate about it but in a way it's almost like reading about seven minute abs without actually doing the exercises. Absolutely. So there's knowledge and then there's the application of knowledge. So if you find you're listening to a lot of podcasts and doing a lot of therapy and reading a lot of books, but your life hasn't changed. Yeah. You actually want the relationship, not just to be understanding of attachment styles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what coaching is for is when you're really ready for that. And you can go to evanmarkatz.com forward slash apply and apply to love you. So that's all, all the plugs I got. Um, regardless, I just hope yeah. I gave something useful to your listeners today that um, makes them feel better about their chances of finding what you found. Yes, I love it. And I, I just, I appreciate all the resources that you have both free and paid. I am a huge proponent for coaching and, and group work and that type of thing, because if you are just doing this alone, and, and feeling that stuckness, feeling the negativity, you don't have someone who's going to help you come out of that. Right. And, and if everybody around you is agreeing, it has, has <laughs> given up on men, yes. sleeping around, complaining that they're getting ghosted, been married since they're 24, talking to your mom who tells you you need to settle. Like these are not useful resources. So in, in Love You, we've got all these smart, strong, successful women who've walked a mile in your shoes and are living their best life and dating proactively. Last night we, we did a call there's 30 women there and like four of them just announced they had boyfriends. Like, mm -hmm. and they started a couple months ago. So to me, it's, it's, it never gets old. I might be mm -hmm. saying the same thing in every interview. It never gets old when you see people assert that they're the CEO, men are the interns and they're going to keep their standards high. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I know that the, the audience loved this. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Ashlyn. Uh, you're, you have, again, just great energy. And I think you're an inspiration for your listeners. Oh, thank you. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.